0: This is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. We are so glad to have with us Paul and Karin Brady, pastors of Millennial Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All of us need the right kind of voices in our lives, and speaking of voices, these are voices that you're going to want to hear and have in your life. Paul and Karin minister the Word of God by the Spirit of God, and it'll change your life. Enjoy.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going around in circles here looking to see what's going on. Hallelujah. <laughs> good morning to everybody watching online as well. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're so
0: thankful. So grateful. We've got such a faithful father. Yes, we do. He's so yes. so good to us. Yes. I look at this place. I look at the faithfulness of God, yes. and as pastors have said this morning, the faithfulness of the people, mm-hmm. Yes. and it takes people to make up the body of Christ. The places, right. the the functionality comes first and foremost from the energies of us, the people. Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And you know. Um, the Lord spoke years ago. He's been speaking recently, but uh, I remembered a word through a man called Gary Woods, You may or may not have heard of the man. But he's now in heaven a couple of years. But um, he, he lived on the earth into his 70s, I think. Um, but when he was young, like a 20-year-old, he was killed in an accident, and he went to heaven. But his sister was still on the earth. She prayed for him and called him back. And the Lord told him while he was there. That may, you may not. You know, some people think some of these things are far-fetched, but you can't judge. No, you can't. You know, we're not the no. judge, you know. No. And uh, I believe, you know, when it's all lined up with the word,
1: yes. you know, you yes. can take
0: these encouragements and know. And we know that God is faithful. And while he was there, for the for the few minutes he was there, he saw Jesus. And Jesus showed him at the top of the earth. He was like looking over this plant mm. on top of it. And he saw the... Um, like the, the puppeteer you know, of the enemy, all. You know, okay. Trying to work the people. Okay. Like, puppet, like the people were like puppets on a string. Okay. And anyway, talked to him. But one of the things he said to him, there would be three spirits that would be very evident in, on the earth and in the earth before he would return, before Jesus would return. Mm-hmm. And those three things would be, one will be a, a spirit of prayer, okay. which we are all seeing yes. and knowing and experiencing. Yes. And one will be... Um, a spirit of miracles, signs and wonders. Yeah. Now, we may not have seen all that to the fullness that we want to, but I believe we're in the day that we're going to see yes. that. Yes. The state the world is in, the state that, you know, like Pastor Paul, we've been talking about the last couple of nights, uh, the way things have been even the last year, yeah. uh, the crisis yeah. and the, chao- the, cha- the chaos that's yes. going on.
1: And we are the hope.
0: Yes. Christ yes. the hands and feet. It's the uh, truth. To, to bring the plan... The function and to see people delivered safely into the kingdom yes. Yes. and so science and wonders and miracles we're going to see more of that I yes. believe in this day that's this right. is yes. something that's going to thrust and the third thing was the spirit of restoration yes. and I don't know about you but I have been seeing the spirit of restoration and again we're going to see more of that Amen. but for us personally we have saw uh, the spirit of restoration in action in our lives, Amen. and you know, restoration. One of the main things of restoring is relationships. Yeah, yes. because when you've restored relationships, then that restores other kinds of function. That's good, that's good. It restores finances into the that's kingdom. Right. That's right. How how other is there going to be that that the what there's you know the scripture talks about. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Yes, yes. How else? There's, one of the ways of that is if there's restoration in relationships, then there can be that deliverance of finances right. into the kingdom for the working of That's the kingdom, right. Right. for the function of seeing people delivered, set free. Amen. You know, many of you, many of us have uh, dreams in our heart that we want to see places established for deliverance yes. of people's lives. Yes. like. Drug rehab, all kinds of things. Many of you in here have testimonies of things going on. Maybe, yeah. and, or you want to see restoration yes. in your family, maybe your kids. It takes money to do all these things. And it's, the best way is for these things to happen from the church. That's right. Yes. That's right. Because when it happens from the spiritual positioning, yes. that means every part of the person is touched. That's it. Uh, yes. They're not just touching their soul, one part of their emotions, or, you know, just individual parts. But when you are talking spiritually, you're talking about every part that's going to be touched. And that's why we want these things in the kingdom of God. That's That's why we're not, you know, it's not just to have places and things. Many of us could be doing plenty of other things, but we're doing kingdom business. Amen. 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 (laughs) So I'm asking you and I'm thankful for you to be on the lookout and be praying and be mindful of these things that the spirit of restoration is at work in the church because first of all it has to happen in the church in the body of Christ full function in there so that then that can be distributed out to those beyond that that needs the touch. You see, the Bible clearly tells us that they will know us by the love we have for each other. They will see the goodness of God in us. Walking, talking, testimonies. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the Spirit will be seen in us.
1: So beautiful.
0: people out there will see and recognize there's something different about these people. What is it they have? You know, in a day like today, when you go to take a cup of coffee, and you, you don't have to be because you've the fruit of the spirit working in your life. You don't have to be the grumpy one, that's right. yeah. complaining yeah. about the daily life. Oh, no, you're right. the one that's bringing the hope that's to the right. person that's, that's right. who's standing that's in the line right. and yeah. complaining about and how sad and how hopeless they are yeah. and how things are going. And the, you know they haven't seen their family. You can bring that word in season and take that opportunity. Yeah. It's amazing! Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I love what yeah. Pastor Joseph said there about. Um, that uh, Joseph Farm, no, the the rich young woman, yes, that's right. And how he had he had that door of opportunity. There was yes. a door of opportunity opened up to him, yes, yes. But he didn't take it at that time. He could have had one hundred percent optimum that's right, return, yes, that's right. And I like what you said. Maybe afterwards, maybe. it's not written there what happened to him afterwards i don't right, think right, right. but at that time it's clearly stated in the scripture that there was a door obviously open right. to him there was an opportunity that's given right, to him that's right. and he chose he didn't right. at that point he didn't that's choose right. the right thing that's right could it have been that he could have had a hundred percent optimum return Amen. when that door was opened up to him absolutely i you are know, not going to bypass any opportunity <laughs> an open door. Oh, yeah. It's open to yeah. us to do and help and That's deliver right. the That's goodness right. of God. Amen. Should it be in our finances in whatever way? That's right. And I love it. You know, we weren't, we weren't, God didn't make us for poverty. He made us no. For, no. for for oh, prosperity. Yeah. Yeah. To prosper in all things. That's right. Yeah. And the That's people right. would know and see the goodness of God and love of God. I love it. I want to thank you this morning for being so faithful. For being faithful yes. in this area, for yes. praying yes. and yes. loving people and bringing your supply of yes. the Spirit to this house. Yes. yes. These pastors are so pleased that that you would bring your supply of the Spirit. Yes. And this is a mother talking this right. This is just mama talking. That's right. You
1: know because.
0: Mamas get happy when that's right.
1: when everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's happy when Mama's happy. It's just lovely.
0: It's, just lovely. Oh, sure. it's lovely to see the faithfulness of God. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you can look and say, not all the seats are full, but the potential's there for the seat to be full. Oh, right. yeah, right. And so you never forget about praying over the potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't look at what's not there, you look at the potential that's of what right. can yeah. be there. And you have the opportunity to help bring that potential into being. You're the one who can bring that potential, that that person who needs that word. You can be that person that drives somebody to church or whatever. Whatever small things, small steps lead to bigger steps lead to big things. That's that's right. People with a dream just didn't start with a big bang overnight, most of them. None well, that I know of anyway. A lot of them tried a long time before they ever reached right. that point. That's right. And sometimes it looks like people have an overnight success, but you don't know what they had to go through That's to right. get that. Yes. It looks to you like an overnight success. Right, right. Praise right. the Lord. I've got to sit down. Oh no, I think oh, it's great. God, but it's so good and he's so faithful. Yes he, yes he is. Yes he is. Yes he is. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Restoration. I love restoration. Yes, I love just Relationships being restored, and you know what? This is another thing sometimes you don't even realize that a restoration needs to happen, right? And as you go along life, you realize the Lord is bringing a restoration of somebody I didn't even know I was supposed to be restored to. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Yeah, I didn't realize I needed restored to somebody, and the Lord's doing it all wow. the while, all the while, all the while, as I'm going about my merry way, yes. praying and just working with God, he's bringing a restoration. Wow, God, thank you. Because you know why? He knows why there needs to be a restoration, because there's generationally gaps, there's gaps that need to be restored, you know, and even if it's not for me and my family, maybe it's for the ones who come after me, maybe it's for my kids. Maybe I need to restore to somebody from back there, not just for me, but for the kids that come after me. So I'm thinking generation, I'm thinking not just thinking about me, but thinking about when it comes to restoration, not just thinking about myself. Yeah. And I'm thinking of yeah. all the connectors right. that fix and make the big puzzle that's amazing right. to look oh, at. That's right, that's right. And God that's sees right. it all. Yes he does. Yes so he does. So we're working with him. Yes, it's like we're working with him yeah. and being <laughs> yes. faithful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you like we singing all the time, the best it is, it is yeah. Yet yeah. to come. We
1: take that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to say the benediction. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you. Amen. That was a message. You know, the restoration that Karen's talking about was her father. And, uh, you know, her father lived for all those years seven miles away from her. And she never knew him until a few years ago when it was realized that you know his her father is alive and um you know we were at a supermarket and carns you know I'll not tell you all the story and uh it was the time but for uh for restoration and uh, it's the most amazing thing, and it's a beautiful thing, praise the Lord. Amen. And my children have a grandfather they didn't even know that they had. Isn't that exciting? Praise the Lord. So, very exciting. Hallelujah. So, I get the wonderful opportunity this morning to minister the Word. Thank you so much for the last couple of days. And I really truly believe that if you were to go over the last couple of Messages and even the things that happened over the last couple of days that you would see it with fresh light. Sometimes when the meetings are taking place, you know, Pastor spoke this morning about the position of an apostle. I do not call myself an apostle, I do not think myself in any other way other than, you know, here's Paul coming along on his merry way. Um, But You know, the apostle, he's absolutely correct. You know, when that gift is on your life, it brings change. It it shifts things and it aligns things. And, uh, you know, when, when a lot of times when people ask me to come into their churches and things like that, it's wonderful. I can do whatever, but it's a very powerful and wonderful thing to be working with the church that wants to go somewhere in God. Amen. That we're just not just, you know, just wanting to just have a few people that meet every Sunday and, you know, praise the Lord, have a soup program on a Friday night. You know, that is a wonderful thing to have but really when you work with people that truly are pursuers of God, that want to see a nation change, wants to see a region change, come on, how many people believe there needs to be massive change up here in this area, amen, not just here, but in other places. I mean, it's such a blessing to work with that caliber of, and I, and I salute you both, I salute your family. You know, sometimes we don't even know what we are until God begins to move. You don't know who's sitting beside you this morning, truly. You don't know the reality, the the truth of what is in the seat beside you. And when God begins to break that person out, begins to reveal himself to that person, things begin to change. You know, your seven years have been phenomenal. Well done. But what do the next seven years hold? Seven is a complete number. It is a complete cycle. You must never forget that. So, ten is an establishment. But truly, when the apostles come along, there is an establishing in some way, shape, or form. There is that of an aligning, and there is that of a shifting, amen, for what God wants to do in the days to come. What do I see? I see tremendous, tremendous things happening. I believe that you are poised and positioned. Why? Because you have tremendous purpose. Last night, When the Spirit of God began to move like that, it was a big thing for me to step up in the middle of worship, just to sort of take the reins. But I stood there knowing that I had a very short time. I had a very limited window to do what it was the Lord wanted me to do. And I knew something had to happen with your pastors and with this work. And it was a beautiful night last night because it was just like family. And we could just do certain things that protected this work, protected your pastors, and all of our hearts were in line, and lined up in love to allow God to do what he needs to do. How many people are thankful for your pastors this morning? Let me see. Come on, put your hands together and bless them. Come on, bless them this morning in the name of Jesus. They are phenomenal people. When you get to go behind the scenes and go into people's homes and you get to be able to sit at their table, that changes the dynamic of relationships. When you eat at their table and they cook you up ham and eggs and, you know, every other good thing that you could possibly think of, when you leave there dragging your feet because you're so, you're so full of carbs that you, got. <laughs> you, think? you think the only place you can go now is to the bedroom. Praise the Lord. But it's a beautiful thing to see authenticity. I salute you both. We love you dearly. We've only known you for a very short period of time. But I tell you, you're the real deal. And they love you. I've been around a lot of ministers throughout the years. And not everybody speaks highly of their people. But this couple, when they speak of you, They speak of you like you're just the cream of the earth. It's amazing. It's just so phenomenal. Today, Father God, we thank you for your presence in this place, this precious family, whether we understand or not. I thank you, Father God, for a church that's alive, a church that is going somewhere, a church that desires to help a church that desires to reach, and a church that desires to go the distance. Father, we give you praise and honor. You've got this thing. You've got it. You've got it lined up. Father God, no matter what, no matter what twists, turns, directions, you've got this in the name of Jesus. And we just give you praise and honor and glory for that in Jesus' precious name. And everybody shout a big amen. Come on, give your pastors one more big hand clap this morning. Hallelujah. So I'm going to take a shift in direction. I know that we're, we're on the clock because we're holding off the snow, but I think the sun is shining, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're just going to work the dream just for a couple of minutes this morning, if you don't mind. Zig Ziglar said this, you were born to win, but to be a winner you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. Moses had to forget his own failed attempts. In Exodus 3:10 and 11, and chapter 4, 19 to 20, it says this, "Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt." But Moses said to God, "Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt?" I've spoken to you all weekend about how people see themselves. There are many, many people throughout the world, throughout history, that did not see themselves or favor themselves very well at all. They did not see themselves doing tremendous tasks or doing great things. They just simply did not believe that they were cut out for that. In chapter 4, it says, "'Now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, "'Go return to Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead.'" Then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey and he returned to the land of Egypt and Moses took the rod of God in his hand. The message translation in verses 10 and 13 says this, Moses raised another objection to God. Master, please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words. Neither before nor after you spoke to me, I stutter and I stammer. Verse 13 says it like this, Oh, Master, please send somebody else. Chapter 4 says this, God said to Moses and Midian, Go return to Egypt. All the men who wanted to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons and put them on a donkey for the return trip to Egypt. He had a firm grip on the staff of God. A little point I put in here was this. Moses did deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt with spoils. So regardless of how he started, regardless of how he saw himself, He accomplished what God had destined him to do. I declare in this place that no matter who you see yourself as, no matter what you think you are, no matter how you see yourself in your own shortcomings, you are destined for greatness. If you believe that, Shut shout a big amen. In other words, you are greater than what you think you are. You are different than what people see you are. And if we can see ourselves the way God sees us, then greatness is right up ahead of us. Highway Church, there is a phenomenon. A future for each and every one of us. You must never doubt it for a second. Look at Geneva and say, the best has yet to come. We may sit here this morning in a beautiful facility believing that every seat should be full. Please, ladies and gentlemen, it's not about just the seats in this place. It's about you, each one of you that are here this morning and listening online. We are in different times. But I tell you, God knew all about this before we ever got here. He knew that COVID-19 was coming. He knew the things that would happen on the earth. But he also knew that there would be people such as the sorts of you. You were made of the stuff that you will not let up. Relent. Shut up. Shut down. Back off. Get out. You will push into to the things of God and hold fast the promises of God. That's why we are here. I did not take this, you know, as a gig this, this weekend to come up here. Hey, Amen. I'm not looking for gigs. I'm a very busy man. We're very busy people. I have a lot going on. I did not need to come and hang out in, in the Northeast. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that is not me at all. I'm not here for a check. I'm not here so that I can just get fatter on your great food. Praise the Lord. I'm here on assignment. I checked with the Lord. Is this good with you? And it seemed good to God, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost, and it seemed good to me. Why? Because something is happening in your midst. There is something changing, something aligning, something shifting, something lining up, and you are part of that. If you believe that, shut a big amen. Come on. You gotta tell the devil this morning, back off in the name of Jesus. Hey man, I'm telling you, that spirit of heaviness is not getting on you. That spirit of disappointment is not getting on you. That spirit of discouragement is not getting on you. You see the spirit of God move and you say, oh my God, this is strange. I'm not I'm not used to things like this. Well, let me tell you something. You go to the doctor and the doctor tells you you've got something. and you're not used to a type of medication that he wants to give you, it's amazing how you will take the medication that you are not used to. Without a thought, yet we come to church and the spirit of God wants to do something that just simp- we're just not used to. And we say, "Well, hello, um. <laughs> I'll be back when it's kind of a little bit more calmer around here. Praise the Lord, pass out the sedation pills. <laughs> Pastors of God happy. Well, I'm telling you, something shifted in Pastor Joseph last night. Because when I heard his tongues at the end of the service, (laughs) I said to Karen, I hear the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I hear God in his tongues. So I listened for these little things. God is on the move, and we are moving with him. Moses did accomplish it. And he didn't only lead Israel out of Egypt, he led Israel out of Egypt with the spoils. Look at your neighbor and say, great spoils are coming to my house in the name of Jesus. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we're in great days of prosperity. We're in great days of acquisition. We're in great days of laying hold of God's promises. Amen. It may look like it's getting worse, but in actual fact, for the church, it is getting better. Some of you feel like you're going back instead of forward, but you could be on the great catapult of destiny. You know, when you're about to be released in God and something powerful is about to happen in your life, sometimes it looks like you're going back. Amen. Instead of going forward, you think that everybody else is is just surpassing you and they're doing great things and you seem to be going back, but you're in the hand of God and a great piece of elastic and God is holding you, holding you, holding you until the time of your release. And when you were shot out of that catapult, you will go further than, what anybody else has ever went why because you held fast the plan and the purpose of God i want you to shout this with me greater things have yet to come in the name of jesus come on any believers in this room this morning don't be thinking that things are just so bad that we're never going to get out of this hole the holy spirit is working he's moving mightily in the name of jesus god is doing powerful things in Luke twenty-one nineteen, it says, Stand firm and you will win life. The message translation says this, There's no telling who will hate you because of me. Even so, every detail of your body and soul, even the hairs of your head, obviously wasn't talking about me, is in my care. Nothing of you will be lost. Staying with it, that's what is required. Stick with it to the end. You won't be sorry, you'll be saved. The voice translation says this, By enduring all these things, you will find not loss but gain, not death but authentic life. Aaron Bali, age 29, the co-founder of Udemy. I was born in a small village in Turkey. My primary school was one-roomed schoolhouse where a single teacher tried her best To teach me five different grades at the same time, that meant we were often left to try and learn from books on our own. As a kid, I was interested and somewhat talented in subjects like mathematics and science, but there was very little room for me to advance my skills. One day, my parents bought my two sisters and myself a computer and internet access for a few months. At the time, none of us had any idea how it would change our lives, but once I started using the Internet, I knew I had found a new way to learn. That's where I discovered several math forums. Even though these forums were clunky and disorganized, they had a huge impact on my life. Long story short, by teaching myself maths online, I eventually won a gold medal in the National Math Olympiads in Turkey and a silver medal in the International Math Olympiads. Later on during college, I studied computer science and mathematics. It was there that I met my good friend and Udemy co-founder, O.K. Kagler. So with the power of the internet combined with our own challenging educational experiences, we imagined a world where anyone could learn anything from any expert in the world. It didn't take us long to realize how much this idea could change people's lives. We first created a product with Udemy's Vision six years ago in Turkey. We failed. So we packed our bags and moved to Silicon Valley to give it another shot. We were rejected by more than 50 investors before we launched a company in the valley. But through it all, we didn't give up because we believed in the power of the Internet to change how people learn. As of January 2020, the platform has more than 50 million students, 57,000 instructors teaching courses in over 65 languages. Udemy also has over 5,000 enterprise customers, and 80% of Fortune 100 companies use Udemy for employee upskilling. There have been over 295 million course enrollments, students and instructors come from 190 plus countries, and two-thirds of students are located outside of the United States of America. Look at Geneva and say, that's not bad for a a person who learned in a one-room school. The best has yet to come, ladies and gentlemen. You may sit in this room this morning thinking, I just don't know how my dream is ever going to get off the ground. But where you find purpose, you will also find position. Things are about to change. God has not raised you for this time so that you can just die on the vine. God has a dream that burns within you, and the Holy Spirit is upon you to see that that dream comes to fulfillment. You can blame nobody else for your success or lack of success. It is your decision to make the future count I believe that I'm looking at people this morning that you were making decisions that the best truly is right up ahead and no matter how many times we have failed in our past we are going to make it all the way if you believe us shout a big amen in first Peter four ten, it says this as each of you has received a gift A particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace faithful, stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. The good news just simply says it like this. Each one is a good manager of God's different gifts, must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. In other words, there's not a dud in this room. There's not a dud in this room. The Bible clearly says that if you get with the wise, you will become wise. In other words, that if you get with people that are successful, a certain amount of that success will come upon you. If you run around with people that are just continually just, you know, just, just not, you know, making it and don't want to make it and they just, you know, just, Don't care and give a rip about nothing, you literally will become like that. But if you get with people that are going somewhere, you are going somewhere too. I declare that Highway Church is going somewhere. If you believe that, shout a big amen. Come on, guys, you gotta believe in this. This is not about pastors always doing the rah-rah session. Come on, everybody. This just, you know, praise the Lord. This is about us standing and believing that God has raised all of us for such a time as this, that taunt and Dayton in this region has not seen anything yet and that the power of what God wants to do is so far reaching that it can change a territory for the glory and the purpose of God. I believe there are businesses in this room. You haven't seen anything yet. Lift your hand and say, I'll take it in the name of Jesus. Dream the dream. I don't care your age. Dream the dream. The best has yet to come. God has not gifted you in the way that he has gifted you so that you can just hope And never see. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the ultimate disappointment. That when one burns with such future, and they never see it. And truly the revelation of that is that I made a decision one day, somewhere, somehow, that this is as good as it gets. Well, this is not as good as it gets. The best has yet to come. I have said this statement, the best is yet to come, millions and millions and millions and millions of times. It is so built into my infrastructure in the tapestry of Paul Brady. I declare it everywhere. I say it to every person, the best is yet to come. People look at me at times as if I have 16 bald heads. They think, does he ever shut up? Does he ever back down? Does he ever get down himself? Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pretty bad day if you see Paul Brady down. Why? Because I believe that there there's at least a little thing somewhere to get up about. There is something somewhere, even a little thing to get happy about. Look at your neighbor and say, it is time to get happy in the name of Jesus. The Living Bible says this, God has given each of us some special abilities. Look at your neighbor and say, you have no idea who you're sitting beside this morning. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. John Wesley said this, do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can as long as you ever can Jesus remembered the who and the why in John 17 1 and 2 it says this father the hour has come glorify and exalt and honor and magnify your son so that your son may glorify and extol and honor and magnify you in verse 2, it says this, Just as you have granted him power and authority over flesh, all humankind, now glorify him so that he may, be, he may give eternal life to all whom you have given to him. The message says it like this, I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me. Because of them and their witness about me, the goal is for all of them to become one heart and one mind. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there has to be a goal. Can I ask you this morning, with a dream, with a vision, is there still a goal? Do you still set goals? Is there something in your heart that still fires, that still burns? Here at Highway Church, do we still believe that we can reach the nation? Do we still believe that we can reach this territory? Do we still believe in the reason why God birthed this work? Because you can never stop believing in why it began, So that you can at least then along the way say, this was God, this was God, this was God. Why? Because there will always be markers as long as you set goals. The trouble with people is that when they begin to forget where they come from, they lose where they're going to. Sila. Yes. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and one mind. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so that they might be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them, so they'll be as unified and together as we are. I and them, and you and me. And then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved me in the same way you've loved me, ladies and gentlemen, with a goal, with a purpose, with position. It is impossible for us to not present God's evidence to the world. God has a plan and he plans to use you. No matter how you think about yourself, no matter what you think about yourself, no matter how you see yourself, God sees you completely differently. Before he formed you. He already shaped you, made you, prepared a way for you. It was already pre-arranged path ahead of you so that you could walk it out and live the good life. If you're living anything other than the good life, you're not living God's best. God has a plan. I want you to shout it out. I guess this year is going to be the best year in my life. In the name of Jesus, you may be facing great obstacles right now, but I find a scripture. Come on, it's time to run through a trip and jump over a wall. It's now time, ladies and gentlemen, to speak to mountains and command them to leave. But just don't ever forget this. Noah got in a boat, and when the waters came, the boat rose higher than every obstacle and every piece of opposition. I believe that we're in times where the Spirit of God is rising in the church, and we're going to rise higher than opposition. We're going to rise higher than opposition obstacles. We're going to rise higher than what the enemy would ever want to do in our lives. I declare in the name of Jesus that you're embarking upon great and wonderful, glorious, miraculous days. If you believe it, give the Lord praise. Come on. I believe it with all my heart. I wouldn't stand here if I didn't believe it. I believe it. Hebrews 12 verse 2. Say, man, he goes fast. I got a lot to get through in a very short piece of time. Space of time. Hebrews twelve two. We got to look away from all that will distract. This is part of the process of bringing the dream to fruition. Many distractions will present themselves to you. These distractions seem to be good things, but not every good thing is a God thing. I'll say that again. Not every good thing is a God thing. There's thousands of good things to do and to see and good things to get our attention. That's how the enemy at times keeps the church, running in circles, running here, running there, going from Billy to Jack. That's the saying we have back in Ireland, amen, going from here to there. And yet we never really accomplish anything. Have you ever lived, you know, a time in your life where it seems that you did so much, but you have so little to show for it? It could be that you've been running around from Billy to Jack doing things that you shouldn't have been doing unless, instead of the things that you should have been doing. God's not into us doing just good things. He's into us doing God things. The thing that He has for you. Distractions abound all around us. That's why Scripture clearly says, look away from it to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to its maturity and perfection. In other words, God always had in his mind that no matter what we start, we would finish it. And he's already telling us right here, is that the way to finish something is to stay free from distractions. It's just very simple to me. Anything that will become a distraction is, is trying to defeat the process of victory. It's trying to stop me from finishing what God asked me to start. Distractions, they don't come like ugly things most time. They come as good things. I have realized this in 52 years of life that most distractions are good things. And I have to watch out for every single one of them. I've spent many times, ladies and gentlemen, wishing to be with people and other people enjoying the fellowship of other people, but yet I had to just spend time working on the future. The good thing would be just to spend all my time with every person. I'm a a personable person. We're personable people. We want to be with everybody all the time. We're Irish. We've got the gift of the gab. We can do whatever we need to do. Amen. We can talk you down until five o'clock in the morning and come back at seven for another cup of tea, ready to go again. Don't believe that you get the gift of the gab when you kiss the blarney stone. We've already got it way before you ever think about kissing it. (laughs) In the fashion translation it says this. His example is this. Because of his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his... He endured the agony of the cross and conquered his humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Come on, I know Scripture says in Acts 10 that Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed of the enemy. That good is just not a good thing. That was God. He was distributing God to the masses, ladies and gentlemen. Here, even in his three and a half years of ministry, Jesus had to watch himself. From getting distracted into the affairs of life that would pull him away from his main object, his main focus of fulfilling the reason that he came to earth. There are many good things that are going to come your direction. You're going to have to use discernment to know what is good and what is God, to know what is the attraction and what is the distraction. This is going to be your opportunity to choose and to choose wisely because we don't have time to mess and to mess this up. I hope you're receiving something this morning. Seven years have been phenomenal, but what does the next seven hold? Went very quiet in this Presbyterian church. Psalm 138.8, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, endure forever. Forsake not the works of your own hands. The Living Bible says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. The Passion says, you keep every promise you've ever made to me. Since your love for me is constant and endless, I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me. Come on, shut it up! I'll take it in the name of you. In other words, if he's begun it, he's going to finish it. He just needs our cooperation. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Fury, heavyweight champion of the world. On November twenty eighth, two 2015, Fury stunned the boxing world by defeating the long-reigning champion, Vladimir Klitschko. But Fury's life began to spiral out of control after his victory, and he weight ballooned to at least 380 pounds. He drank heavily and had his boxing license suspended because of cocaine abuse, and he spoke openly about his battles with poor mental health and suicide. He relinquished his titles because he needed to step away from the boxing to regain his life. In 2019, he reapplied, his boxing li- reapplied for his boxing license. He had a dream to become champion once again. I fought back from suicide and mental health and depression and anxiety, and I wanted more than anything tonight to show the world that it can be done. In February 2020, his comeback journey had reached the pinnacle as he stepped into the ring to fight the five-year undefeated defending champion, uh, De- Deontay Wilder. Fury won the fight and became the champion once again. And he gave Christ all the glory. Ladies and gentlemen, once a champion, always a champion. Don't ever forget that no matter what fight comes your way, and no matter how many times you fall, you fail, and you let everybody else down, including yourself, because you let yourself down more than what you will ever let anybody else down. And that is a proven fact. What you are is what you will always be. Is what God destined you to be. Every one of us has the potential for greatness. I want you to lift your hand again and say, I take that in the name of Jesus. There is no doubt about it. I'm looking at a room full of champions this morning. You have destiny written all over you. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. Never doubt it again that if you were successful once, you will be successful again. Micah 7 verse 8 says, when I fall... I shall arise when I sit in darkness. The Lord is my light. Say it one more time with me. The best has yet to come. In Ephesians 6.10 it says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which is boundless might provides. Be strong, the Phillips translation says. Not in yourselves, but in the Lord. I spent the last couple of days truly trying to bring just a measure of the person of the Holy Spirit. We spoke certain things. To some people, it would have been old news. You would have heard it all before. To some people, it would have been like, hello, I've never been here before. But welcome. <laughs> you see, God setting you up. Yes. This great work at highway was never supposed to be accomplished in the works of man. It is to be accomplished through the power and the demonstration of the spirit of God. And that's why I utilized two scriptures this weekend. Genesis 1, 2, and Revelation 22, verse 7. Two scriptures that clearly state that the Spirit started everything and the Spirit finished everything. And the Spirit is everything in between. See, while the church buys the lie that the Spirit of God is kind of like Casper the Ghost floating up here somewhere, and when the Holy Spirit begins to move and is kind of like, Ooh, this is the part of the service I don't really like. I like the way pastors worship. I like the way they sing in English. But when they get in tongues, it's a little. Excuse me, pastor. I'm going to bring my friend with me this weekend. Are you going to sing in English or Tongues. it's a nervous laughter because we'd really like to know (laughs) we'd like to know are you going to be like Joseph that we know like hi Joseph normal normal like jazz Joseph like just Bow, like bow, or are you going to be shaka baka la <laughs> Because we really, we really like bow Joseph, and what we really are getting used to shaka la <laughs> Joseph. So. If you're going to be bow, Joseph this weekend, my friend will be here. But if you're going to be, if you're going to be Shaka Joseph this weekend, then we might leave it until we get you back. <laughs> Sin, tongues are a sign and a wonder. Do you see the power of God in your life when you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You say, but bless the Lord, Pastor Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I just find tongues a little overwhelming, especially when you shake. I mean, when Pastor Jennifer shakes, I mean, it's like, it's really like, it's just not, it's just not proper. I say. Hi, pastors. Are you going to shake this weekend? Because I was going to bring my mom to church. She's been wanting to come, but if you're going to shake, I might delay her a couple of weeks. I took, I took my mother... She had just newly born again. I took my mother to a meeting in the country, just at the back of Slamish Mountain. Pardon me, a Holy Ghost meeting. This was one of her first experiences beyond Karn and myself. And uh, I said, "Mom, just prepare yourself. You know, just you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna see things in this meeting that you possibly have never saw before." hear things that you maybe never heard before and she said oh, paul i'm so nervous should i even go i said you're going praise the lord so off we went to the meeting <laughs> man she tried to get out of there at least three times I saw her moving to the edge of her seat. I wished that she was getting to the edge of her seat because she was so enthusiastic about what was going on, and she was ready to jump in, you know, the pool, you know, and just ready to swim, you know, in the river of God. And she's like, "I gotta go, I gotta go now, I gotta go, I gotta go." And I said, "You gotta sit there." How many people know somebody that's felt like that once in a while? Don't look left or right. Praise the Lord. Some of you said last night, "Well, I thank God that's what Pastor Paul does." I'm glad my pastors don't get on like that. Well, too late. I laid my hands on your pastors last night, so I tell you what I carry is nigh in them. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's the law of impartation. <laughs> So you didn't bother making that phone call to see whether, you know, Pastor Joseph's going wah, 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 or Shaka. He could be both going forward in the name of Jesus. But my faith, ladies and gentlemen, is released that whatever you're going to have in this church will be God, all God, and the people's lives will be completely and utterly changed for His glory. My mother's life was revolutionally, just revolutionally changed. Become, just become a prayer. Drove the roads praying in the spirit. Interceding from someone that just, you got to get me out of here. To be in the one that's full in and full on. People look at me and think I was born like this. He must have been born shaking, shaking in the Holy Ghost under a palm tree, something. I wasn't, I was brought up Presbyterian. How many Presbyterians do we have in the room? None. Well, that's a great start for you all. (laughs) Good old Presbyterian Church, we got to close this up today. Not the Presbyterian Church, but the service. And we had to walk in quiet. We had to take our seats quietly. We had to sit there quietly. and We were not to move a muscle. I remember one Sunday morning, I'd had it as long as I could take it. And i tell you, I was always like this. You know, if anybody was going to get in trouble, but, you know, it was me, I was going to end up as the, you know, because I was kind of mischievous. You know, you would never believe that, would you? I, one of these days, I'm going to get delivered from mischief. This day in the Presbyterian church in that big old wooden bench, I started going like this in the back and on the seat. No word of a lie. I would had enough. <laughs> well my mother grabbed a hold of my thigh like a donkey bite and she squeezed it. She squeezed she squeezed my thigh. <laughs> when I say when I say donkey, do I sound like Shrek? <laughs> donkey. My mother, my mother grabbed my leg, my thigh, like a donkey bite. And I'm telling you, she said, you sit still. People think there's a want about you. So, that's how we were brought up in church. I do declare that you're going to make it. Yes, yes. Is Eden here this morning? Can she play? Who plays yes. the piano around here? Yes. Praise the Lord. Eden, are you here? I think. Oh, there she is. Here she comes. Praise the Lord. Sorry to waken you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, have you enjoyed this weekend? Come on, Highway Church. It's been so much fun. In the Passion Translation, I'll just let me finish this out so that you remember something at least <laughs> worthy of my flight. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for the last. Oh, there, thank God for the anointing. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his his explosive power flowing in and through you. Look at all the people in the Bible. They basically were a mess. They basically were a mess. They had nothing really good going for them. That's what they thought. But look how God saw them. And look how God sees you. I love it. So, if you ever get in a place where you just think, I just don't, I just can't, I don't have it, I just... Think again. Think on this weekend. And lift your hands and thank God that you've got a church, like Highway Church. And thank God that you've got pastors like what you have, that continually through the leading of the Spirit lead you in a procession of triumph. To have pastors that pray for you, that love you, that stand with you, that can laugh with you and weep with you. They are so talented. I watched them last night. And I said, you know, these, these people are phenomenal music ministers. And probably a lot of people, that's how they see them. But God does not just see them as phenomenal music ministers. He sees them as people after his heart. You see, to me, they're just not musicians. They're called by God. They have a divine destiny. They have a touch, a gift. Not just a gift to play a guitar. Not just a gift to sing. But a gift for the body of Christ as leaders, as ministers. As one who has a word of one crying in the wilderness. And I speak that over you, Pastor Joseph Bosco. That you're in a time... Where your confidence is going to flourish like never before. And God's hand is upon you. And there is a strong prophetic anointing on your life. And you will be heard as one, as a voice. A voice of one crying in the wilderness. There's a sound on your voice. There's a sound on your voice when you sing but there's a sound on your voice when you speak. And when you speak the words of God, there's no one can speak that word like what you can speak it. Because it is authentically you. You speak by the Spirit without apology what God is telling you to say. It will now strengthen in the realm of being more prophetic, stronger, stronger and stronger and stronger as you teach from that place. The words of life will come and many, many people far and near will receive of the sound that is upon your voice. But those who have received you as a musician, now I will receive you in a gift and an office that you will stand in and that you will work in confidently, and much more boldly than what you've ever done before. Such strength will come from you in that your arms will wrap around people, not just here, but in different places. Not just here, but in different places. The default is your music. But there is that now that the Lord wants to bring to pass and to bear. And it will be visible to all that that gift is right there. Let's lift our hands all over this room. Hallelujah, Lord. So beautiful. So wonderful you are. And so, Father, I pray over Highway Church. I pray over this area. I pray over these precious people with their hands lifted high. You see the dream. You see, Father God, even seven years later, through different times, through good times, through bad times, through times of laughter and times of tears, You brought us through to seven years, a full cycle. And so, Father God, as a church, as a work, we embrace this next period of time. We embrace what you have, the growth of the days, Father God, ahead. Not only here, but in different places. Not only here, but, Father God, in different places, in the hand, of kufransi, a that you want, Father God, this work to set its hand to. I declare, Father God, thousands and thousands of people will be reached by this ministry, by this church, and by this great people. That, Father God, this people as a whole shall be a mark that cannot be erased. And that, Father, it is etched in time the mark, the job, the work, the race that must be run. Today, Father God, we plead the blood over this great work. We plead the blood over its leadership, over its pastors, and over this great people. We plead the blood, Father God, over every family member, over every child generationally, that, Father God, this place is blessed. We declare today that Highway Church is blessed, and this ministry is blessed coming in and going out, is blessed in this city, and is blessed around the world. In the name of Jesus, I declare nations open up now to this gift in Jesus' precious name. Open up, you gates, you age-abiding doors. Other cities, other regions, other states, open up to this gift in the name of Jesus. For Father, we know that people are waiting in many places to be delivered by a sound that wants to be released through these gifts and through this ministry and through this great church in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you believe that's a good prayer, shed a big amen to the Lord. Come on, put your hands together. Bless the Lord this morning. Come on, give him a really good hand clap today.
0: God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us
1: and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.